What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times the dry man's souls, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers, because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tia. And today we are going to talk about wars and rumors of wars. Well, they did it. They sit here and they decided that uh, Nancy Pelosi was going to land. And contrary to the suspicions and rumor mills, it was okayed by the White House. It wasn't just, you know, hey, uh, why don't they do Zoom meetings? Well, you can't uh, actually uh, launder money via Zoom quite yet. But I'm sure as soon as that technology, all of that other stuff will go away. I'm, I'm almost positive of it. But... You know, we, we, we can never be sure. So let's talk about the current situation in Taiwan right now. So Nancy Pelosi lands, right, uh, at uh, 10.30 this morning. She, she landed in Taiwan, right? Immediately, China goes on full red alert. 
they start moving their nuclear weapons to the activation sites, to the delivery sites, and they're now pointed at the United States. They have released their two combat carriers and are now doing exercise in the South Sea of Japan, directly facing off with the United States military. Now, we have done exercises at the same time as they have through for for a while, right? Uh, but we have three battle groups in that general area. They have two of theirs, right? Uh, and and they would have more, but they only have two combat ready uh, aircraft carriers. However, they have decided that they're going to surround all of Taiwan and start doing live fire exercises. That was all because she landed. But wait, there's more. See here, and they have decided that they're going to declare a no-fly zone over Taiwan. Welcome to Hotel California, Speaker Pelosi. You can check in anytime you want, but you can never leave. I hope they have lots of alcohol for you to consume while you're there. Let's be honest. They're 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 not going to keep her. The, mil the, the United States government is not going to allow the Speaker of the House to be taken hostage by China. That's easy. We can fix that. Just make it so she's not the Speaker of the House anymore. No, they're not going to do that. There's, there's too much hubris in the government right now to sit here and let people believe that, or to, uh, to let them take her captive. But here's my favorite part, right? China has decided that they're going to drop all of the bonds that they currently hold. Any idea how much that is? That they're going to cash in? It's over a no. trillion dollars. They're going to... They don't have to drop bombs in the United States. I think people forget about this. That three quarters of the world money supply goes through China every fucking day. What happens when they decide that they're going to just... Oh, I don't know. Pull the plug. Pew. No more, no more chips from China. No more goods from China. China's not going to buy our debt. You think the money supply and shit sucks now? Wait until you don't have access. 80% of the goods and services in the United States are made in China or Taiwan. They're the largest holder of, uh, second largest holder of our debt. If they decide to drop it, ha ha ha. We be kerfucked. The hey, currency can, is going to drop. Can can we make a you know, make a little light of this? Let me add a little levity before we get too dark. Okay. I thought you were joking when you said that Xi Jinping, whatever his name is, fucking Winnie the Pooh over there, was stealing bits and pieces of Taiwan a little bit at a time. Uh, you were not. <laughs> I don't know why you think I'm joking about that. They actually are taking bits of Taiwan away. Well, it's like, like, how fucking petty can you be? It's like, I'm going to steal your fucking beach, bro. <laughs> it's like, I love it. But on the same note, I'm also like, whoa. And if you think, okay, say theoretically they get Nancy Pelosi off the island. Do you honestly think that this does not lead to China taking over Taiwan? Oh, I forgot. Russia and Iran have both decided that they're going to partner with China in the condemnation of the United States. All three of those nations have recently threatened to nuke the United States. Joy. So I'm going to put this up here so we can read the actual headline, you know, because we can sit here and, 
and talk all we want till we're blue in the face. But let's get some headlines in on this. Russia media has claimed that China will attack with full force. It's getting rid of its U.S. bonds, and Beijing says that Pelosi is a political plague. She has officially set off a landmine. Yes. All right. So Russia, China, Iran, Venezuela, Cuba, all of the countries that we have pissed off are going to sit here and they have ultimately said whatever whatever China does, they're going to back their play. The EU has decided that uh, they're going to back the United States. So whatever the United States decides that they're going to do, ye, the EU. Now, I don't know if you remember our conversation that we had in the at the end of February, beginning of March, where I said that all wars grow. They start out as a civil war, you know, a, a revolution, whatever. They, they're country wars, regional wars, uh, theater wars, and then world wars. Yeah, we're at world war at this point. Whether or not it's nuclear or not is irrelevant. We're at we're we're at a global war right now, a world war. If a war you look, that will shatter the foundations, huh? A, a war that will shatter the foundations of the world as we know it. Well, okay, let's take the smaller conflict, the one that just started. By the way, I have an interesting bit of trivia for you in case you're interested about the current, the Serbia and uh, Kosovo uh, conflict that is currently sparked up yesterday, August 1st. I just want you to know that that was an anniversary for that area. Ape, uh, that day, August 1st, 1914, is when Russia entered World War One. And entered that particular conflict on that particular day. Huh. Interesting, right? That's, yes, I'll that's, be back. So let's start with that one. So on one side, you have Serbia, right? And on the other side, you have the Albanians. Uh, or No, Al Al Albanians. It's Yugoslavia in my head still, where it's still joined. I know it hasn't been that way for a while, but when I picture the, the global conflict map, that's how I look at it. That area, the area formerly known as Yugoslavia, one side is backed by Turkey, Russia, Belarus, China, and Iran. The other side is backed by the EU and the United States. Can we, like, just declare, okay, we have the axis of evil, which is the United States and the, I mean, sorry, is uh, no, Russia no, 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 and... <laughs> no, no, I'm fully okay with calling us the axis of evil. We're the bad guys in this situation. We provoked every, every bit of what's coming. We did not have to intervene in Ukraine. They were not a trading partner. They were not, we wanted a war. We needed a war. It, when economies crumble, war is the quickest, surest way out of that area. You can convert your economies into wartime economies. You can sit here and uh, pillage. I know it's not called pillage, but you can get resources and money and all of this stuff. And that is exactly what's happening. We needed one because of the economic policies that happened because of COVID. It allows them to sit here and take uh, extra constitutional powers, wartime powers, and use them against their own people for control. 
It allows them to sit here and reset their economy. It, the, the greatest example of that ever happening happened in China. When the Mao dynasty, or when, when Mao Zedong took over, right, he took all of the debt that China had owned prior to that and said that was a totally different regime, it doesn't exist anymore, and just wiped it away. Which is why China was a fucking pariah for a long time. But oh, no, 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 no. This is, uh, this is where we're going to go. Uh, um, so, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, that is how they fix economies. Is, is wartime is a money-making scheme to get out of it. So the United States had to interfere in Ukraine. Yugoslavia is not part of NATO, and yet we're sticking our nose in it, right? The little area right outside of Lithuania that belongs to the Russians, that is not part of NATO either. Yet, we keep sticking our nose in. Could you say that what's happening in China is, uh, is because we're supporting a trade partner? You could, except for the White House has openly declared not that long ago that Taiwan is actually part of China. So when China said, okay, back out of my fucking country, even though EU and now the White House agrees that Taiwan is its own people, or Taiwan is free, an independent nation, the NATO doesn't recognize it, or uh, the UN doesn't recognize it as an independent nation. NATO doesn't recognize it as an independent nation. So let, let's talk about the outcomes of different areas. And it's starting to spread. Greece has gone after, or Turkey's gone after Greece. Greece has gone after Turkey. Uh, Yugoslavia, what, what the country formerly known as Yugoslavia is fighting Ukraine and Russia, Taiwan and China. Uh, not to mention the fact that Iran has announced that they are developing a weapon to remove Israel from the face of the earth. And if they are provoked by the United States, they have already threatened to nuke New York City. Why is this important? Well, well, okay, can we stop for a second and realize that New York gets, <laughs> gets threatened by everything? Even in the movies, New York's one of the ones always threatened. Like, New York and California. Bad. By the way, China has moved not just, not the short-range nuclear weapons, because they're already tipped with nuclear weapons. They're moving the DF-5. The DF-5 the is a long-range hypersonic missile, which has the capability of hitting Taiwan, uh, well, though they have be closer, better weapons for that, but Hawaii, the West Coast, and yes, New York City. So that brings us to this one, right? This article: military hold the U.S. military is holding drills for hypersonic missile attacks and nuclear fallout on U.S. cities. Hundreds of military members, and this is today, by the way, members and emergency workers have gathered in Philadelphia last week to sim uh, to simulate the aftermath of a simultaneous hypersonic missile strike on Philadelphia, New York City, and Chicago. The dense urban terrain exercise imagines a hypothetical scenario the military calls America's worst day. Boy, you ain't kidding. 
Emergency workers and soldiers aided at least 150 role players sporting fake wounds and acting out potential symptoms from an unknown chemical, biological, radiological, or nuclear attack. In addition to running through scenarios that included recurring roles, uh, role players trapped in collapsed buildings or subways following hypersonic missile attacks, troops and emergency workers used detection and decontainment gear to deal with the aftermath of a potential sir, uh, CBRN fallout. It's great training that helps us prepare for the mission if ever something should happen. Uh, that mission is here. Uh, it is a matter of time at this point. Understand this. China is not going to back down. They're going to take Taiwan in the next couple of days. Almost guaranteed. If they get Pelosi off of the island, it'll go faster. If they don't, they're going to capture Pelosi and they're going to sit here and turn her over. Now, remember, she is in the country illegally already from numerous factors. One, she had sanctions put upon her by China that said that she was forbidden to land in Taiwan as a private citizen and for a person. Two, the Speaker of the House does not have the ability to speak for the United States. She had no business from a governmental standpoint of landing on that fucking island. She does not speak for the United States. Speaker of the House means that she gets to order some shit around in the House of Representatives. That is the extent of her authority. <coughs> she doesn't get to say, yeah, we should make this deal. The only reason she should have been on that island is if she was invited as a dignitary. Now, let's not forget, she brought people with her. She brought other representatives and senators with her. So it's not just one, although that she's the <laughs> most high-profile person. So, so can we say, can I just point something out? Not that I wish ill on anyone, I just want that to be known, but... I, they, the Chinese government could do a whole lot worse for America than getting rid of that particular vodka-soaked do-rag. Fair. But the sad part is, like, even the government, like, the military even said, don't go. The government said, don't go. The fucking president. Which is funny, because you would think that, you know, everybody's telling us he's doing such a wonderful job, but the fucking president goes, hey, I don't want you to go. Fuck you. Okay. My my personal favorite thing, my my personal favorite thing is I want to know if we can get a discount. Go ahead, ask me why. <laughs> I'm terrified. Why? Her trip to Taiwan. When you figure out how much the assets to move assets around for her protection cost ninety million taxpayer dollars for her to go to Taiwan. If she doesn't come back, can we cut the number in half since it was only a one-way trip? <laughs> That's a trap. I'm not responding to that. Okay. So, let's think of all of the all of the crazy shit that's happening. We are they're dropping our debt. Which means that we're now holding the bag because they're selling our bonds off. We take, we pay our debt, right? The interest payments on our debt, 
right now. It used to be our actual debt. The United States would buy bonds. Well, the government is so untrustworthy that the American people stopped buying the bonds en masse like they used to. So foreign governments had to sit here and get rid of our debt. Somehow. They had to find a way that they could spend unlimited money. So they decided that they were going to sell our bonds to foreign entities. Foreign entities buy up our debt thinking that we're guaranteed to give them their money back when it comes time to sell it. Do we have a trillion dollars? We can print it more, but guess where it's going to have to go? On us, which will devalue our currency, which will make the dollar tree that became the dollar 25 tree to the $50 tree. I hope that our audience, the people that listen to us and have listened to our warnings, or that they did listen to our warnings, are prepared. Because if not, you're about to experience the, you know how last year Biden said, for those of you who are unvaccinated, prepare to face a winter of uh, uh, suffering and death. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and this is all coming true, just like I predicted it was starting in August. I told you, when August came around, this is what was going to happen. Huh? I don't like it. I'm sorry. But, but, there's good news. Maybe, maybe they keep Nancy Pelosi and, and she brings down uh, China by drinking all of their alcohol. <laughs> they run out of soju. <laughs> <laughs> but, we sit here and we're we're on the on this on the precipice now according to records she should be leaving she had a meeting at 8 a.m. to talk to the people of taiwan which for east uh for people in easter time that would be 8 p.m. so that was two and a half hours ago from when we're recording this podcast episode i don't know how long the meeting went and i don't even know if she got off the island before they cracked down on it or if there's a window that she has to leave by before she's trapped. A lot of that is unknown. However, the fact that she's on an island surrounded by warships illegally because she's not supposed to be there doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that she's going to get out. But what does our administration do if they do capture the Speaker of the House? Declare war and get her back. That's, that's the only option they have. No, that's not the only option they have. The option that they have is they could be like, hey, we didn't give authority for her to be there. She doesn't have that role. She traveled there as a private citizen. Sorry, not sorry. Bye-bye. We don't negotiate with terrorists. I know they won't. I know they won't. But what did I tell you? That she would sacrifice herself so that she could be the cause of us being the good guys when we go to war with China. I told you. Why does that sound like uh, Duke Ferdinand again? Archduke Ferdinand, whatever his name was. The dude who Guys. got assassinated? Yeah. It <laughs> started the what, World War World War One. Yeah. So, P. 
people, are you prepared? Have you went and got your uh, potassium iodine? Have you went and got your radiation suits for those of you who live near big cities? Now, if I was China, let's role play. Let's 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 uh, role play uh, this scenario. If I was China, here's what I would do. I would sit here and call in all of the debt from the United States. And then when they refuse to pay, I would report them to the World Bank. Simultaneously, I would be taking Taiwan because now the United States looks bad. They instigated it. They have a reason to now attack Taiwan and do the great unification that they have wanted. Russia has my back. Iran has my back, and all of them now have missiles pointed at the United States. I would call in all of my debt that the United States cannot pay. I would sit here and destroy the U.S. economy. And then I would do a couple of EMPs over the United States, not nuclear. And here's why. I suggest you go look on a map of all of the places that the United that China owns land, farmland, in the United States. If they nuke it, all of that land is useless. If they EMP it, they can go in with their own independent equipment, repair the stuff that's already there, and the United States will have killed 90% of its own people within three months. That's what I would do. I would wait for the people to kill themselves off and then go in without any or send a couple of nukes, China or to Chicago, uh, L.A., San Diego. They're fucking deserts, right? Los Angeles, San Diego. Uh, they don't have any arable farmland. They're just a break before you know going into the desert, right? I would nuke the areas, the major cities. New York has a ton, shit ton of people that you can't use. Miami. If you look at the resources that China has bought up, they're not near any major cities. They have bought farmland for a strategic purpose. Because if you had 1.6 billion people and you were going bankrupt yourself, you have Chinese people who are currently standing against tanks in their own country because they don't have money. You can ship all those people out, send them to the United States when there won't be any Americans there, and use the farmland to fill your, fill your people up in China. Produce food, send it to China. That's what I would do. If I was Russia, I would help. Because China and Russia are already working together. Russia and China does or Russia doesn't have a whole lot of farmland in the area that it currently does. It's got a really small band of uh, arable profitable land. But they have a lot of gold or they have a lot of oil and gas. China, you give us food, we'll give you oil and gas at a reduced rate. They can take out OPEC actually put Iran in charge of OPEC after you drive the cost of gas down. Fair. I think the thing that worries me the most is that, you know, Russia is basically the breadbasket of the world anyway. Uh, Ukraine is. Yeah, but Russia is well, going to take Ukraine. Well, no, no, hold on. I take that back. Um, 
the Netherlands are number two. We're number one. Ukraine or Ukraine is number three or four in terms of uh, grain exports, but eighty percent of eighty percent of Africa gets uh, like thirty percent of their total calories for the entire continent from Ukraine and Russia. There are already African nations teaming up with them. Of course, they they have to protect. Look, morals are great, but you can't eat morals. Correct. Ethics are great, but you can't eat ethics. Yeah, and and we know that none of the neither morals nor ethics apply when you're dealing with a government. Look at the I mean, we're already surrounded by our enemies. We don't know how many terrorists, how many dirty bombs. We don't know any of that that came across our southern or northern border. We have no idea the amount, the number of Club K missile systems that are off of our coast. We don't have any of it. And they have been staging this. China says that they will own the United States by 2030. Well, sorry, 2027, because it was three years before the agenda 2030 by the World Economic Forum. 2027, that's five fucking years. If they sit here and let off a EMP over the United States or a couple of them after nuking some of the major population centers, done. Done. I mean, you take out Norfolk, right? You take out Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago, uh, L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Miami, and probably uh, either Houston or Dallas in Texas. Right, you get you Dallas get rid of, huh? Probably more Dallas. Uh, yeah, probably. Houston's more in the oil area. You want to keep that area running. So you take out Miami. What does Miami have to offer in terms of agricultural? Nothing. So you say you take out Miami. It's a huge population center, right? You say here you take out. Uh, Maybe Tampa, but Tampa's got a big port. So, um, and they oh, have a lot know. of. Take out Disney. Oh no! Wait, no. China already owns Disney. They won't. They won't take out Disney. But you take out the major population centers all around the United States that don't, isn't anywhere near your farmland. And if you look at the current jet streams, the East Coast is ripe. Maybe not the West Coast with major. Nuclear weapons, because you sit here and you have uh, the winds, the prevailing winds that will carry it across the United States slowly but surely as it travels through the jet stream. So maybe you just drop extra EMPs there, right? Because without a sprinkler system, without water, Southern California turns into a desert within months. So, potassium iodine. Make sure that you have the 130 milligram or microgram doses, right? When a nuclear strike happens, you take it within half an hour of it landing or right before it, it hits to get the maximum amount of protection. You can take the 100, uh, 130 dose for 10 days. So you have 10 days to get out of a major fallout area if you survive the initial impact mm -hmm. and you're worried about radiation. 
That will protect your thyroid as much as possible. Don't take it more than 10 days. Get out of the area immediately. If you want a radiation suit for walking around, do you remember those old 1980, 1990 rain suits, the thick yellow ones that <laughs> that were like canvas covered in rubber, right? Those are perfect. You put those on, right? You put those on, it will protect your skin, and then you duct tape the seams. Simple duct tape is all that's necessary. Duct tape your seams, get the fuck out of that area. Now, if it happens in summer, I'm sorry, people in Phoenix, people in uh, New Mexico, people in Southern California, you're probably going to die. Simply if you have to worry about radiation, simply because without power, without air conditioning, without water, where you live is unbearable. Those of you in the South, hopefully you know what hot weather actually feels like and not your air-conditioned hot weather. You want to know if you'll survive in the South and if you should bug out when power goes down? If you live in the South, where it's been 100 degrees, not including the, the real feel, right? Turn off your power for 24 hours. Go to your circuit breaker, turn it off for 24 hours. That will determine whether or not your body can withstand the heat of the current area you're in. Simple answer? No. Most of them won't be able to. Most of your blue-collar guys are out working in it all the time, probably be just fine. They're going to be angry. Yeah, that's another, that's another reason you never want to be in the <laughs> south in the summer. Well, I look at it this way: if I'm outside, right, I can work outside for hours and hours and hours, eight to ten hours in my garden because I'm moving. Right, there's that airflow. But unless you have an older house, your house is not designed to open up windows and let air flow through properly. Nope, it's just not. Mine's you sit better. here. Because I, I, mine's so small, though. <laughs> All right. If you're in the South, you want windows and doors open with no power. You want that flow of air. If it's really hot, what you're going to want to do is have a reserve of towels and a bucket of water. Dip it in the water. Hang it over the windows so that when the breeze comes through, it picks up some of that cooler moisture. It's cooled by the the water and let it bring it in. It is not designed to keep you cool, but it will keep you alive. If you live in the South, humidity is your friend in a no power situation. Because if you have that same situation in Arizona, where there's no moisture in the air... (laughs) That towel ain't going to last more about five minutes before it's dry. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, see, that's the thing. Like, if I'm outside, I'm, I'm fine. Like, like last this past Sunday, it was hotter and shit, and I was working on the on the corn and stuff, right? I was fine. I was fine till I got inside about an hour and a half before I was done. I, I came up to the house, had to take a dump. I come up to the house, take a shit, and I, I go back outside and realize that I have completely fucked my system because it was 65 in the house. <laughs> it was 95 and about 80% humidity outside. I was fine with it all day until I went back in a cool down. 
that that's the that's going to be the sad thing is most people are not going to be able to deal with it if they've got no power they're not going to know how to cool down nothing because we built yep. houses we built houses on purpose to not be drafted to not have good airflow we want them to be contained with their ac units yep we seal up everything nice we separate ourselves oh i've already decided if we reach that particular point and i have no power and if i'm staying here i am literally going down to get the 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 backhoe and i'm just going to dig up all the dirt i can just pile it (laughs) on top of the house and bury it (laughs) it'll stay cooler that way and make a pool or make a pool. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. I think I think it's terrifying how close we are. Like can you smell the cordite? Yeah. Are you kidding? I keep waiting for my phone to go off saying that we're officially at nuclear war and you have so many you know, you have so many minutes before you're done. And then we have people who just don't care or they've got their heads so far up their asses asleep that they have no concept of what's about to happen. China's moving its nukes. The prepper channels are all freaking out because they're like, oh, they're fucking pointing them at us. Most of them have already been pointed at us. It's just, you know, to see it. Overtly doing it now. And they don't care. That's no. the problem. Well, we have we've we've had Obama, we had Trump, and then we've got Biden. Here's the problem: Obama did more damage, and I don't give a flying fuck. All of y'all just—it it wasn't because he was African American, wasn't because he was Democrat. He was fucking weak, absolutely fucking weak. He made us appear weak. He made us subservient to everyone else in the world. We already were the fucking superpower. We were the one that no one wanted to fuck with. Now everybody wants to fuck us. Yep. We had four years of Trump coming back and everybody going, oh shit. Hold on a minute now. That motherfucker's crazy enough. He might actually do it to Biden. Hey, 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 let me bend over so you can fuck me harder. Well, let's not forget that Trump admitted that he told that he told uh, Russia that if they went after anything in Ukraine, that he was going to nuke the Kremlin. And he did the same thing to China about Taiwan. And they said if there's even a 5% chance that this motherfucker is crazy enough to do it, then we shouldn't. And they were fucking right. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anybody took him seriously until he until he hit the, the fucking Taliban with the Moab. It goes, I've got 13 more of these motherfuckers, and I'm more than happy to drop them. Everybody went, mm-hmm. he's crazy. But see, that's the problem. You, you are the biggest, baddest dog on the block. You have to remain the biggest, baddest dog on the block, or you become the bitch. That's and he proved it, it again. When he walked into North Korea without any backup, no secret service, no no secret service, no military. If North Korea had grabbed him at that point, he would have been done. If somebody wanted to take him out in North Korea, he would have been done. And there wouldn't have been a damn thing we could have done other than going to war. And he knew that. And he walked across that border to shake the hands with North Korea. By the way, North Korea is also threatening the United States if they interfere in Taiwan too. 
the problem with that is those motherfuckers just got their nukes from China and they're er, they're they're ready. The fact that we're letting that little open Gangnam style motherfucker Opie actually have a say at all to tell you how much we're fucked. Even Japan's going, well, y'all are next to fucking useless. South Korea's going, well, we're screwed. Might as well just go for it. Well, South Korea is done. If North Korea decides that they're going to join the fray, they may fire at the United States, but they're going to take out South Korea first. Seoul. Well, and South Korea's going to launch right back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the vodka-soaked toe rag had to decide to go over there and step on a landmine and have the audacity to be like, did I do that? She is currently meeting with Taiwan president right now. I'm watching it live. I don't care what she says. I'm just letting you know that she's currently there now. Christ. Buckle up, buttercups. It's about to be a fun ride. Yep. I hope that our our audience has taken our advice and prepared and practiced for what is coming. So we will continue to monitor it. I promise you that we will drop another episode. It may be a live episode if we actually go to war. One of us will get on here. If not both of us, right we'll get on here to sit here and fill you in, and we can enjoy the end of the world together. That is our promise to you. As long as we're awake and we're paying attention to the news, we'll be there to help you. Are you going to go check right now? What? Is the world ended? Yeah. No, I was just debating. I was like, you know, I still have that bottle of scotch. I might actually drink if it's going to be the end of the world. I suggest you wait until they launch their first. Because <laughs> at that point, you, there's no turning back. But if you listen to people like Canadian Prepper, he he has been one of those optimistic people that says, hey, you know, there's still a way back. He just did have released a video within the last two hours, I think, that said we are on an irreversible course towards World War III because of what Pelosi decided she wanted to push. China says they will accept no excuse, none, for you Pelosi landing on that island. You know what's sad? Hmm. I'm an American, and I wouldn't, I, I don't blame them for not holding any excuse. Yeah, they said they're not, they're not going to take it. Here's the thing. America, you fucks don't have any idea of what honor respect or any of that actually fucking means. I'm sorry, but we see it on a regular, everyday basis. Am I right? Yeah. They don't know what fucking respect means. In China, they still mean something. Fair. And you literally just spat in their face. Yeah, and told them, ha ha. It... <sighs> it's that soldier's moment. Yeah. We're sitting here and the world's holding its breath going, we're fucked. Now it's just to see where the pieces fucking land. 
Fair? That's just fucking depressing. She's expedited everything. Yep. And that's the she, worst part about it. No, the worst part is is that she she was told what the consequences would be and decided that they did not care. She, well, there thinking. was a path away from this. I mean, the government told her no. The the con- Congress told her no. The military told her no. And she goes, I'm going to fucking do whatever I want. That should tell you that it doesn't matter. They don't care. It's like I said in that video earlier. At the end, we know what's about to happen. We can we can hope, we can pray, we can beg for the quiet to stay, to be prolonged. But we know at the end of the day, it will be us, we the people, who pay the ultimate price for the hubris of our own leaders. And she does not care. Nope. There was a way back. It is. There's no longer a way back. China has decided that they are not going to ever accept any bullshit when it comes to this, knowing that she still went. Well, I mean, and and like I said, it doesn't matter what side, Democrat, Republican, American, Russian, it doesn't fucking matter. She literally spat in their face against our own government. I wouldn't accept anything either. Fair. Rally around the flag. Thump your chest. It ain't going to do any good. There was a way to stop her. So, where do we go from here? We keep warning people. We keep waiting for all of this stuff to happen. We keep, I'll tell you what, I'll say it. We keep warning, we keep speaking until we no longer can, at which point we bug out and we take care of us. At that point, we have woke up everyone we can, we have helped everyone we can. At that particular point, if nobody else is listening, it's on them. Then it comes down to what we said before when we were talking at some of our, our lives when we were doing the games. Uh, what What's the name of that game again? Conflicted. Conflicted. There comes a point where it's us or them, and I will always choose us over them. Fair. Sorry, I mean, there's only so much we can do. Only so many times we can tell people. There are these people that will literally... Him and Ha until their pronouns were was it were and they're on their way to a camp or they've been nuked and fried and they had every opportunity. But we are the you you said it best. I used to think that what we did was noble or heroic or whatever else you want to call it. And I realized that the messenger never gets the credit. All I can hope is that the more we tell people, the more we try. That somebody will listen and somebody will act. 
what is it that you said? The messenger very rarely gets the credit as the person that listened and did something with it. Yeah. The one that follows. Yep. It's always the messenger who is ridiculed, called a crackpot, all of these things. But it's the person who takes that information that they learn from the messenger and then teaches others that it starts to spread. The messenger will always be the crackpot. I mean, it, you can look at the, nor, the, the prepper situation in America today. Five years ago, ten years ago, if you claimed to be a prepper, you were either a paranoid, delusional person, or you were, you know, or you were made fun of because you were, you know, the doomsday preppers from the Discovery Channel type of people, right? Okay, yeah, they always, some of those were weird. I get it, but they were intentionally filmed that way to make oh, yeah. them look crazy. Now, don't get me wrong, there were the werewolf preppers, the marauders, and I hope that they get what's coming to them in a grid-down situation. But, let's be realistic. Huh? Shopping. No, 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 no. <laughs> These are people... Look, there's a difference between your method and their method. Your method is you already have stuff stored up, right? But you are also... You are also an opportunist. If an opportunity presents itself, you're going to take advantage to gather more resources. They're the werewolf preppers are the ones who sit here and only buy guns and ammunition, knowing that they're not going to prepare for anything else. And they're going to have to go out and kill people and take their stuff. There's a, a difference a between yours and theirs. Yeah, but you, you taught me a term for people like that. Loot drops. Loot drops. <laughs> Level up. <laughs> We're going to play gun game for real. Well, well, the majority of the people who sit here and have that mentality don't do a whole lot of training with their firearms. Because trust me, I will take the person who spends 10,000 hours on one firearm than the person who spends one hour on 10,000 firearms. Just saying. I got the one. Okay, well, I, I have two that I, I play with all the time. One of them's the, the 303. That's just my, that's the first gun I ever shot. I still have my, my first one. I just, I, I know that gun forward and backwards. And the other one, my father looked at me funny. He goes, you know, most people only use that for hunting. I was like, yes, but I have a seven foot Kentucky long rifle, which is a black powder rifle. I know how to make the rounds. I know several recipes, how to make a powder. I will. <laughs> There is a way I will make a boom. Fuck <laughs> it. So, people, the world is scary right now. It's going to get worse. But be prepared. Work your plan. And uh, we will make see you when we see you. <laughs> yeah. Make a plan. Expect a plan to get shot to shit. Continue on. Yep. To fail to plan is to plan to fail. Like, that's what I keep telling people every time. They're like, well, why do you always think, like, why do you think of these hypothetical situations? It's like, because I know, having been in certain situations, and I learned this a while back when I ended up in a situation where I had hypothetically gone through it beforehand, I knew what decision to make because I had thought it through. There are a lot of people that are going to react. They're going to get stuck like a deer in a fucking headlight staring, going, I don't know what to do. Too many options. No, narrow those options down now. You can never be 100% prepared for everything, but you can prepare mentally, physically, emotionally. 
Training, training, training. Yeah, you're about to be in a situation where your fucking morals don't mean shit. You, you, you want to do black power? Okay, fuck you. Uh, it doesn't matter. I will, I will take your stuff. You're a loot drop. Uh, um, you think white power? Guess what? You're a loot drop too. It comes right. at, the end, at, at the end of the day where it becomes survival. Are you useful? Do you have a skill? Okay, then you're good. Let's go. You have no skill. You bring nothing. You're just pretty. Well, fuck you. Am I wrong? No, no. I'm I, sorry. I forgot. We're an audio-only podcast. I am nodding my head in agreement. Yes, I understand. Oh. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. It's like you need to get mentally prepared now because we are at a point where it is. We, we, we asked you this when we first started the podcast. Let's do a throwback. Where is your blood rock? Where is that line for this far and no further? Because you have reached that line now. Yep. You have uh- no choice. All right. So thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call podcast. Again, like we said, there'd be an emergency broadcast if we uh, if we hear any news, if the war pops off, uh, if it's just a regular war, maybe it'll be audio, probably will be on YouTube. Uh, I think we can stream on YouTube, Twitch. It'll be on Twitch for sure. Uh, at D Live and Rumble. Again, if it's a nuclear strike, who knows? Uh We'll we'll be back here. Uh, don't forget to hit our links uh, to get the other social media stuffs, and uh, stay aware, stay prepared, stay safe, and follow through with your plan. Got it. Anything you want to add? Let's fucking go. All right. So, uh, if you hear this. Then you know you're in trouble. (laughs) All right. I'm Odin. This is Tier. We'll see you on another episode. We're on the flip side. Either or.